Hey, welcome to the Health Repulse Nathan by the podcast with your Nathan expert Peter Lap. Naat, as always, would be me. Today, I am talking about C-section recovery, uh, specifically in relation to a question I had on uh, via direct message on Instagram, as in, have you heard of muscle dysfunction postpartum due to C-sections? Uh, so we'll go into that a little bit, and I am talking about why you will most likely never be able to achieve that full-on professional athlete body. Uh, this is coming off the back of someone sent me a picture of uh, Katie Taylor and Cameron something or other, uh, the boxers, uh, a picture of their way in. I also posted this on threads the other day. So we'll go into that a little bit as well. So, you know, it'll be fun, I promise. Here we go. Welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast for the 26th of 2023. And I hope you're very, very well. You know, it's a month till Christmas or something like that. I am surrounded by... I've got Lola, I've got Kitty, I've got Bob here. Uh, Buddy decided to go snore in another room, which I am grateful for, because it means I'll have less uh, sound, <laughs> sound suppression, noise suppression to do. I hope you're all tremendously well. I hope you're absolutely crushing it. Um, what am I doing today? I'll make this another quick one because, again, no guests. So, you know, I have to fill the time myself. And as always, I do that with questions that have been asked. Um, now, what about this for a question? So someone sent me an email, uh, a, a direct message, I suppose you call them, um, on, uh, on Instagram. Now, I don't check Instagram often. This is not the best way to get in touch with me, right? Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com is much better. So when uh, this lady got in touch with me, it was on the 17th, 17th of November uh, after I did the um, interview with Ed, uh, Ed Paget on his uh, Your Lifestyle is Your Medicine podcast. So he sent me a question. Uh, Peter, does a C-section create muscle dysfunction? What I mean is, that's not something you can work on after and the damage is done, right? So that's an awesome question because there is a lot of, there are a lot of misconceptions about C-sections. Um, and so I'll go into that a little bit because we tend to, right, two things, people tend to fall into two camps. One, C-sections are horrible and two, C-sections are amazing. Um, and... Quite often, postpartum professionals, uh, postpartum personal trainers and all that sort of stuff tend to say, and I, I do the same, C-section is fundamentally, the recovery is fundamentally the same as uh, a natural birth, except that you'll have to give it an extra couple of weeks, two or three weeks. Uh, so instead of the usual six to eight, where six weeks that you get started up again, you start after eight weeks. And technically that is all true and that is all correct and all that sort of thing. Um, from a diastasis rectally and going back, getting back into exercise uh, perspective. Now, obviously, 
you know, there are, and that, that, when I say that, I mean that for on, for births without any complications. So other than having had a C-section, that's then the only difference. Um, that's the only difference from a natural birth is what, is what I mean by that. So no complications during the C-section, no complications during a natural birth. Then it's just a case of, yeah, you take a bit of extra time um, to recover and, and you should be fine. Now, the question is interesting from a perspective of there are quite a few misconceptions about C-sections. So so what we find, so, so a couple of things here. The debate about whether muscles are cut during a C-section is, is for instance, is one. So no muscles, um, do usually, usually we say no muscles are cut during a C-section. What we mean by that is no stomach muscles are cut during a C-section. Um, they cut the fascia sheet because uh, they have to get food up. Uh, and, but that's pretty much it to get to the uterus. The other muscles are kind of kept, kept apart. Your, your abdominal muscles are kept apart, uh, for, to provide access for, uh, for the surgeon. Right. Then there is an incision made into the uterus. Obviously, we have to get the baby out. Right. Uh, and that'll either. So usually, the cut through the muscle tends to be just above your uh, pubic bone, the, be, below the bikini line, uh, horizontally. Sometimes it can be vertical, but you know that. Uh, and again, it seems to be a bit of a. We don't know what the best way for it is yet, but the the horizontal, just because the bikini line below the bikini line is the one that doesn't show up whenever you're wearing like a tank top and all that sort of stuff. Um, and again, surgeons, feel free to correct me on any of this sort of stuff. Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Now, the, the the uterus is a muscle, right? It's a muscular organ and therefore, yeah, it's a muscle. And that is obviously cut. So when we're saying that no muscles are cut during the C-section, which is what I think they say on the NHS website, technically that is not correct. Um but, you know, it is, uh, sorry, that's American Pregnancy Association will say the muscles in your stomach will not be cut, right? Which is true, right? Uh, so there's a definition. I know, for instance, the get one of these hacky um, get fit for birth sort of uh, programs uh, <laughs> has a thing saying, ah, they're all liars. And all that sort of stuff. Now, when people say stomach muscles aren't cut, that is what they mean. They don't cut through the abdominal muscles. The connective tissue will be cut uh, around the muscles, and that's a fascia sheet and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the uterus, an incision will be made in the uterus. So there is some cutting into muscles. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that your stomach muscles are cut. And therefore, you know, that is one of those, will my stomach muscles be cut? No, but that doesn't mean there are no muscles being cut at all. Um, that, that is mainly a, a semantics point, though, um, from a postpartum recovery point of view, right? Um, because usually when people come to your postpartum and they say, um, the muscles I, I need to work on tend not to be the muscles of the uterus. 
there's something in the uterus they they want to work on you know they they cut that they sit you back together and the uterus tends to be uh tends to be fine after after a few weeks a few weeks well postpartum women are are potentially confused about uh because you know is whether their stomach muscles or in this case this lady who who emailed um was saying was, can you have muscle dysfunction because the muscles are gone um and the answer to that is is no. Now they do cut the fascia sheets of um, of the obliques and and the and the transverse muscles. So you know that could potentially cause issues. I'm, I've never come across that being an issue issue uh, though, and causing causing muscle dis- dysfunction. Um, we know, for instance, you know, along the linear album, that fascia sheet, that uh, which is involved with diastasis recti and all that sort of stuff, right? For everybody listening will know this, and your muscles pull apart a little bit. Again, they don't tear, and that fascia sheet gets a bit weaker, and, and that can take a little while to recover. Um, and I'm fairly sure that that could also be the case um, when you're recovering from a C-section, that those fascia sheets take a little while longer to um to heal then the standards just get back into exercise because after eight weeks you're all fine right some people's recovery is a bit quicker some people's recovery is a bit slower um however you know surgeons tend to be pretty good at putting stuff back together (laughs) right they're not just good at taking (laughs) taking things apart this sounds really stupid uh (laughs) Maybe because it is. They tend to be really good at opening up, but they also tend to be pretty good at closing you down because I'm fairly sure that is, you know, one o- surgery 101 will be the opening people up. Surgery 102, maybe even at the end of class one, uh, is putting people back together. Right? That, is, that tends to be where they're pretty much on the ball. Um, and there is no reason that I can think of why that wouldn't all work fine postpartum unless there are some complications during the surgery. Um, now, from a postpartum recovery point of view, because most of the, and I'll air quote this, damage um, is done during the pregnancy rather than during the birth, um, the postpartum recovery process is pretty similar uh, for C-section recovery and uh, natural birth. Um, there, there is not really any difference between it because, you know, your separation, your diastasis has already happened, right? Because otherwise there would be no room for the baby. Your um, shift in alignment has, has already happened because you've been walking around for three or four months where you're the center of gravity of your body shifted a little bit because the baby is there and, you know, but uh, your core works slightly differently and your glute works slightly differently and all that sort of stuff. So that part of it is is completely the same. I have never had anybody train with me after C-section that had any sort of muscle dysfunction because of the C-section. And, you know, muscle dysfunction, this is, uh, you know, it's one of those scary phrases, but muscle dysfunction, as far as I know, is just, um, as far as I use it, let me put it that way, uh, muscle dysfunction as far as I use it, it's just muscles not working when they're supposed to work, right? Uh, it's not a big scary term. It's just, you know, muscles aren't quite doing the right thing at the right time. That's, that's, they're not functioning properly. That doesn't mean your muscles don't work. It just means they're not functioning when you need them to. Um, 
And I personally have found that there are the same issues uh, with C-section recovery, uh, with people recovering from a C-section after a C-section birth as they have been from, uh, from a natural birth. Like I said, assuming everything went right during the labor process, right? Because that is obviously the big thing. Um, so I wouldn't worry about it. Um, it is the sort of thing, though, that what we tend to find, and this is why uh, why some people might find that the muscles aren't functioning quite right postpartum, um, when they've had a C-section, compared to, say, when they've had a natural birth, is that because you've had, you have that scar, and in a lot of cases, that scar can pull a little bit, and it can feel a little bit weird, and all that sort of stuff. And you can do scar tissue massage and all that sort of stuff on it. Uh, there's videos for uh, for how to do that on the interwebs that keeps it all a bit more loosey-goosey and all that sort of stuff. But just be very careful when you do that. Um so it, it can feel a bit odd. I've heard that complaint uh, a lot. I've heard that comment a lot. Um, where, where women just say yeah, everything just feels like it's, I don't know, sticking and pulling a little bit. That's not a, not a muscular thing. That's a scar tissue slash skin thing. Um, and like I said, you can, you can massage that and that seems to help a little bit. I don't know. Again, the reports I get from people who do some scar tissue massage is that it helps. There isn't a study that says that it does and there isn't a study that says that it doesn't, That, as far as I can tell. So, you know, that's that's one of those things that I recommend. It's, it's not going to hurt as long as you're careful with it. Um, will it make the scar go away? No, because that's not how scars work. But, you know, it it might it might help, uh, help a little bit. Um so I hope that helps. Because to be honest, I have completely forgotten where I started, <laughs> I started with this. Um, other than, you know, it answers the question of of, um, of muscle dysfunction uh, because of a C-section. I've genuinely, I've genuinely never come across that. Um, you know, and like I said, everything else with regards to muscle cuts, it's it's it depends on which muscles you're talking about. They cut through your muscles, yeah, through your uterus, right? And they cut through some fascia, um, but that is not the same as what most people think is in cutting through a stomach muscle. And, and you know, and I think some people that tend to scare you into that thinking a, a little bit um, tend to be people that have, well, you know, fear cells. They have something to sell and all that sort of stuff. Um, Obviously, everybody knows that I'm completely agnostic when it comes to the type of birth, what's better and all that sort of stuff. I hope, because, you know, it's all about, as far as I'm concerned, it's all just about keeping the baby alive and all that sort of stuff. Um, Now, I had another question yesterday, which actually came to me, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, this is Sunday. Uh, I was sent a thing about boxing Katie Taylor. So let me look up to see who she was fighting. Because it was it was um Cameron, 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 Chantel Cameron. Uh, and I was um I was sent the, the picture of them at the way in. 
um, these are two boxers, just in case you don't know. And obviously at the way and they both looked phenomenal, right? They looked in the peak of their condition. And, and, and the question was, can you make me look like, you know, uh, Cameron, I think, was Chantel, uh, Chantel Cameron. Um, and the answer that this came, and uh, the answer was no. And the answer is no for most of you listening to this. The answer is no for almost everybody, right? These are two women, uh, I believe in their 20s or 30s or however old they are. Um, doesn't really matter. Um, these are top athletes. And this is the same problem as I have with when people talk about uh, Jessica Ennis Hill and all that sort of stuff. Um, when they say, how do I get abs like Jessica Ennis Hill? And I've said this before, you can't. Right? You're not a professional athlete. <laughs> and unless you train to the level of, of, of a boxer, I mean, these were women at their physical, well, not even their physical peak, to be honest, because, you know, this was at the way and that that picture was taken. And therefore, they're not actually at their physical peak. They're just the leanest they've ever been because they're trying to make a weight. Um, they have trained so ridiculously hard to get to that point. And their diet has been so ridiculously restrictive in a couple of weeks before the fight, simply to make a fighting weight. Fighting weight for boxers tends to be below their usual weight. So when you see Katie Taylor or Chantal Cameron walking around somewhere, they won't actually look like they do when they're fighting or during the weigh-in, right? That goes for all boxers, goes for all bodybuilders and all that sort of stuff. If you compare yourself to athletes at competition stage, uh, especially especially martial arts people at competition stage or bodybuilders at competition stage, you're going to end up really, really disappointed. Um because they don't look like that most of the year, <laughs> right? I, I used to train out of a bodybuilding gym and those guys just uh, and girls walk around like normal human beings, um, right? They have some muscle, but have quite a bit of muscle and they have some fat, not too much, but some fat. And then in a few weeks before competition, they start to drop the body fat and that highlights all the muscle. Now they walk around relatively lean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they walk around at 25-30% body fat the whole time, but they're not walking around completely ripped. And the same goes for boxers and, and martial artists, kickboxers and all that type of stuff. They don't walk around in that, for them, at, at that fighting weight. Right? It's called a fighting weight for a reason. You you cut X amount of fat off. That, um, that weight that you usually walk around with that makes you train a bit harder, makes you makes you um makes you lift a bit heavier and all that sort of stuff. Uh, makes you just basically be a bit more comfortable. Um and if fighting or, or, or training is what your job is, then you can do that. You can train for three or four or five hours a day. You can go into training camp and, and then you have your uh, your crappy lunch that somebody else makes for you. And then you go back training and all that sort of stuff. So you're constantly moving. But all you have to do, 
nine out of ten times, uh, nine out of ten times, they're, they're not mothers. They don't have a school run. They don't... Um, they don't have toddlers walking around that they need to can't take care of. They have time to recover. So when they train and when they recover, they really recover. They don't then have a ton of other stuff to do, <laughs> a ton of choice to do, um, because that interferes with your recovery. And that means that you're going to end, and, and they do this consistently and have done this consistently for years, for absolute ages. You don't get to the top of your sport without an insane amount of dedication. I always think, I just chatted with somebody on Fred's the other day. I'm on Fred's uh, Healthy Postnatal Body, right? Um, and, you know, it doesn't take nearly as much effort as people think it does to get into reasonable shape. That is fairly straightforward. That, that really is not a hard diet and hard training and, and type sort of thing. Just, you know, eat relatively well, right? 80% of the time you, you eat completely fine with your, you know, you, you get your vegetables, you get your lean meat and all that sort of stuff and, and, and whatever. And you eat your fruit and all that sort of thing. Um, and you do, I don't know, three hours exercise a week some resistance training, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of stretching and all that, a range of motion stuff and all that sort of thing. Um, that will get you in, in great shape. That will get you in better shape than 70, 80% of people. Um, if you just do that for long enough, you look phenomenal, you feel phenomenal, you'll be stronger, you'll be fitter, you'll be fine and you'll be healthy. Um, but to get to that professional, that elite athlete level needs so much more work that it basically becomes ridiculous. <laughs> and unless you have nothing else to do and you have a ridiculous amount of motivation, uh, you're not going to reach that, that level of fitness. So it would really help if you don't, if you manage when you see um, Instagram fitness models or People whose job depends on on their aesthetics, right? So a lot of uh, a lot of personal trainers tend to fall into that camp as well. Online coaches tend to fall into that camp as well. And professional athletes, you can't compare yourself with those if to those people. If you just do the best you can, you're just nice and steady. You do a few hours exercise a week, and like I said, it, it's it's three hours is an ideal, right? If 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 you can do less then that is, of course, okay. As, as, I, as I always say, as part of the Healthy Postnatal Body Program, you're kind of already doing two, two and a half. If you do your 10 minutes a day, uh, five days a week, so that's 50 minutes. And then you have two half hour to 45 minute sessions. So they say that's another hour and a half. You're already at two hours and 15 minutes a week. That's enough. You're done after that, right? And, and, if you then eat well on top of that, and by eating well, I don't mean starve yourself to death, but just a highly nutritious diet, then you look and feel better, you'll be stronger, you'll be more flexible um, than, than most people, right? And you'll probably, if, if you're overweight, you'll probably lose weight, and if you're underweight, you'll probably gain a bit of weight. Um, 
But you can't look, it's monstrously difficult to look like a professional athlete without being a professional athlete. Setting aside the fact that the person who asked me this was 45 and had already had two kids and wasn't that active before she had baby number two. So for her, it was a case of, you know, can I still reach that level of fitness now? Well, realistically, the answer is just no, um, because you're not willing or able to put the amount of work in. And that's completely fine. My point is mainly don't compare yourself to people like that. Anyways, that's me done for another week because I got nothing and I need uh, I need to be social with people now. <laughs> I'm being forced to go out. Um, Peter at healthypostnatalbuddy.com. If you have any questions, any comments, I have guests lined up. Some of them keep falling through and keep keep rescheduling and all that sort of stuff. And that's a bit of a pickle. Obviously, next week, it's December. Uh, so I'm going to be running some um, episodes from the vault again in December because I want Christmas off. So just so you know that that's coming up. Um, but, you know, I've done 240 episodes of this. So chances are you won't have heard them anyways. And I've done some phenomenal nutritional ones. So they will be making an appearance again. Uh, that's it for me. Have a tremendous week. You take care of yourself. Right? Bye now. It's a brand new Then I remember what I meant for it. So simple, I just say, Gotta just celebrate. It's gonna be a okay. Life's too short to waste away. One step at a time's all it takes, okay. It's a brand new day.